The Team Never Quit podcast is sponsored by Navy Federal Credit Union. When you become a member of Navy Federal Credit Union, life gets better. You can finance, buy, protect, and enjoy your auto purchase all through one convenient place. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. All right, everybody, welcome back to the TNQ podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Luttrell. Every week, it's my job to fire you up, to ignite the legend inside of you, and to push you to your greatness. Join me every week as I take you into my briefing room with some of the most hard-charging people on the planet. They're going to show you how to embrace the suck of life, teach you the values of working your ass off, and charge through whatever life throws at you. This is the Team Never Quit Podcast. Podcast. So buckle up, buttercup. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Team Never Quit podcast. We are excited to be in the studio, excited to be releasing new episodes, excited to be having some great guests in store. But before we get into today's awesome guest, we've got a Patreon question of the day. What is the most surprising fact you've learned about yourself, and what do you think makes you a good leader? Well, it's come out of a book or something? Straight, <laughs> straight from our Patreons. All right, read that again. Yep. What is the most surprising fact you've learned about yourself, and what do you think makes you a good leader? Fact, not truth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that a thing? Surprising. What is the most surprising fact that I've learned about myself in the 45 years that we've been walking this planet? So the leader thing was that I wasn't born one. I had to become one. Or I... However you look at it, either it's already in there, and then life kind of gets all the barriers out of the way so you can, you can become a leader. You kinda, everything else gets peeled away from you. What was the leader question again? And what do you think makes you a good leader? Oh, well, it took some refinement on that part. I would say humility. Humility, yeah. Right. And humbleness. To never think you are one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably. I don't know what you got on that one, big man. That one's tough. Uh... I like the humility and being humble with it, right? Just realizing your path that you've been given and, and make sure you can follow the right way. You're going to make mistakes and bumps all along that road. You know what? There, there you go right there. <clears throat> don't, as a leader, don't ever be afraid to fail. Just don't ever make the same mistake twice. It means you're not paying attention and you don't care. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest thing about leadership. That was the surprising thing. Yeah, I, about. I heard it. Said one time, I was like, man, you can train till you get it right, or you can train till you don't get it wrong. Yep. Right. And then when you, when you, we call it running out of talent, like you're doing something that goes wrong. Well, then that's not, it's not a failure or setback. That's just how, even if you trained past that, your body and mind didn't get to that point. That's kind of when the all stop hit, right? And it's then, part of the learning process. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's so you know that you're, you are learning and oh, what, yeah. that you can learn more. That's the best way to say that. Well, thank you for your Patreon question of the day. Make sure you join us at patreon.com slash teamneverquit. We've got some new stuff coming to Patreon very, very soon that we're working on behind the scenes, including the ability to actually leave the guys a voice message that will play on the show with your questions. Uh, you can get access to some exclusive content, some sweet swag, all of that good stuff, patreon.com slash teamneverquit. We've got a great guest in store, everybody. John Chambliss is a career firefighter business owner and family man. He started in personal training in 2004, 
opened his own gym, Power Fitness, in 2009. He is the owner of 48 Straight Supplements, which is geared to first responders, veterans, and the average healthy, conscious gym goer. Welcome to the show, John. Hey, you left out. You're a local boy. Hometown hero. Hometown. 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 Yeah, yeah, hometown yeah. boys. This, this, this is our favorite. From here. Yeah, we get the guy. We get our hometown. We, yeah. There. We found him. We found him. Did we forget about what's the one fact about yourself? Fact about myself? Surprising story? fact, yeah. What a surprising fact about ourselves. Man, that's a tough one. I don't, have a stump, I don't have a stump answer on that one. I don't either. Somebody's like, a surprising fact about ourselves. Remember, the surprising fact could be surprising to the community of people. Not to us. Not to y'all. Like, you might be like, yeah, I know this about me, but maybe the people out there don't know it. Uh, I have a twin brother. Surprise. Surprise. I get made fun of a lot as I'm terrified of snakes. Does it bro? Man, we had one oh, time. Oh, you want to go like that? Okay, we I had, got some of them. We I'm, had, ter- I'm terrified <laughs> of snakes. My wife came running around the front of the house the other day screaming, and there was a there was a rat snake, but it was trying to get in the house. Nope. I'll burn the house down. <laughs> I'll burn it down. I, I don't do snakes. Yeah, man. It's amazing something with no arms, legs, laying flat on the ground. Yeah. Oh, Mr. No Shoulders laying there on the sidewalk. <laughs> Terrified. Can't, can't grab you, can't do nothing, right? And just forget. Hell, I killed a copperhead yesterday the morning, right outside the driveway. Well, the biggest mistake I made was telling the guys at the station that. So now oh, every, time, yeah. every time I open up the truck door, yeah. fake snakes jumping Flying at me. at you. Okay, so I have them around here to keep the mice out of the, the, the plastic ones. And they still get, I'll see them every now and again, like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, if I see it, we're good. Yeah. It's when you're kind of standing there and they're... I've seen so many of them the past couple of days and now sticks and twigs and, you know, runners are uh, starting yeah. to look, kind of look like I'll catch that corner of my eye and get the little chill. <laughs> little yeah. yeah. We went hunting down in Kingsville and, uh, you know, those, the blue... Uh, indigos. Blue indigos. Blue indigo. You didn't kill them though, did you? Well, he was like, if you see that snake, don't kill it. Yeah, no, don't mess with them. I can't promise you anything. I'm going to shoot that thing as fast as I can. And, uh, I'm terrified. I hate kill snakes. it with kill it with hill dust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Grind them down with yeah. hill dust. <laughs> Damn, that's a good one. There's been a couple of times over the through the quarantine where I was at. We were out the ranch, and I, I either stumbled onto him or he stumbled onto me. Whatever it was, but a rattlesnake. A couple of them. Oh no, creeped right up on me. Mm-mm. Timbers too. Like a- yeah. <laughs> Fun fact about me: I, I'm I'm not a big fan of heights. Oh, all right. Don't, don't do well. They have to throw me out of the airplane usually when we had to, when we had to get out. And I never got over it. Really? Oh, hundreds yeah. of jumps. Yeah. Uh, fun, yeah. He, he loves it. Same. He, yeah. Same. I, I, I never, for whatever, like he got all of that. Yeah. And that means I don't have one drop of it. <laughs> right. So the, 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 as excited as he is to do something, I have the fear of it. I love it. You know, a fun fact about me is um, like snakes give you the hibbity jibbities. Um, Japanese anime monsters oh, yeah. freak me out. <laughs> really? Like I can't. It, get, it gives me like You're anxiety. Like, yeah, I don't know what it is. Is that true? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> anime period. It, it like really gets Weird. into me. It's like like scary. That's funny. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I mean the music and blah. I mean it's just like oh, that's eerie. Yeah, that just that's not my thing. All right, big guy. Let's kick this off. So where are you? You're where were you born? Actually, Tyler. Really? Tyler, Texas. So East Texas boy. Yep. Tyler, got- Texas. I lived there, I don't know, until maybe two. Jumped to Van, and then we moved to Houston. Van. Down by the river. <laughs> into the suburbs or even downtown? No, suburbs. We were all, I grew up off of like 1960, Gessner, Jones Did you go to high area. school? Cypher. 
Oh, check. Roger that. We play y'all in high school in football. Where were you? Willis? No. Willis would be uh, yeah, Magnolia playing Willis. Well, we had, I mean, we were 4A. Back then. Back then. There's 6As now. There's 6A. We were 5A when I was in high school. There's 6A. You guys are big, right? That's Super 6. Super, what does that mean? Bigger than 6A. Well, I got that point. <laughs> super. I don't know super. why they don't go to 7, but another, <laughs> yeah. they call them Super 6A. Five minute abs. Goes up to 11. Tomball is now 6A. That Willis. stadium they're building over there on 99 is unbelievable. Huge. Oh, no, is yeah. that just for one school or is that for. No, that's one, that's one, one job. Yeah. Tomball ISD, yep. Mm -hmm. But that's going to be like the Barry Center for Sci Fair. Yeah, have you seen that? Was that was my question. Is like, is there, are there any anybody else going in there? Or is that strictly for the for strictly for Tomball? But like, you know how Barry Center, they have church and they have all types of stuff in Barry Center. That that whole facility would do the same thing. So yeah. it'll, it'll be a multifaceted place. I mean, it, it yeah. For everybody out there, listen. This football stadium for this high school looks like it's a Division One. Oh, it's. I massive. mean, that's how we roll down here, of course. It's got a jumbotron and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's massive show. Because they're building like three more schools over there. And it's all really? tall ball. Mm -hmm. That 99 opened up everything. Yep. Yep. Be interesting to see what they do with the flood. Pl I mean, the pl flood's like a madman, too. Clearing mm -hmm. the way. Yeah, I don't know about the flood. The flood's going to be probably even worse. Sure it is. Yeah. Because the roads got redone over here. And we're like, hey, yep. did you take into account and all the engineers? Because we're not engineers. No. But it doesn't take an engineer to realize when something got built up. Built up the wrong that, way. It's going to go that way. Roads, now you need a boat. Yeah. I mean, right there by our station on uh, on Hustleth uh, Corville, two forty nine, and all that right there. Man, it it rains two inches and it just piles up. It's ridiculous. So walk walk Freaking tape back. So, all day so we always like to ask our tech fellow tech. You know what generation Texan you are? Generation Texan. Yeah, like we're fifth. It's always a contest. I don't know that. Oh, well, you need to dig into that, man. That's a big deal. All right, born in Tyler, so you're a small business owner, firefighter. Walk us back, give us a little dig into dig into John, man. Tell us all about yourself. Sure. Well, well, I was born in the in a, in a military family. Yes, you were. Yeah, my dad was in the <laughs> Air Force. My dad, my brother was in the Navy. He was mentally discharged, but being raised in that, it was it was kind of eye opening, you know, and seeing how how everything is ran, how my dad ran us, and he was. Huge family, you know. He he was a manager at AutoZone, worked his way up with all that stuff, um, and then I really didn't get into the gym world until after high school. I played basketball through high school. So that Cy Fair was really interesting. It was a weird time when I was in, when I was in high school. It was it was pretty rough because you would have the athletes on one side and you have the blacks and stuff on the other. It was, it was pretty racially divided in the school. Um, so high school was pretty mundane, if you could say. It wasn't anything crazy. Um, getting out of high school, I didn't really know what to do, where to go, and just started getting in the gym, started working out. What started that? I think just myself, man. I, I just I always kind of were you skinny kid? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Are you a hard gainer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were when too. I, when I graduated high school, I was six three and one eighty. Yeah, yeah, check. Uh, I was I was a little big guy. Uh, Never really got messed with. Never had that type of pressure, you know. Um, it was so you just, got a good personality then. That, I mean, I think so. Well, if you didn't get messed with, that's what that means. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wasn't really. I mean, I was always just hanging out with the right people and just kind of mingled around. And I didn't care who you were. I'm a chameleon. I can go with whoever. Uh, I don't know. I mean, getting in the gym, it was just kind of – it just drew me in there. Um, 
started working out, started making the progress, started seeing it and fell in love with it. And then started training just people, my friends and whatnot, helping them out and seeing that I was actually pretty good at what I was. Was this a public gym? 24 hour. I was at 24 hour on Jones Road in 1960. And uh, that was my first training gig. And whenever I got hired there, man, it just kind of took off. Um, Had a lot of bumps in the road on that one. You know, being in the gym game, man, you're going to, there's everyone who's in there. Because back in the this was late nineties, early two thousands, two thousand three, right? So that that's that was huge for the gym world. Yep, I mean it there was, was a, booming. a revolution in the, like the the movies, the the way hell the way we looked as an operator. Yeah, was completely different than the the Vietnam guys, the World oh, War II yeah. guys, all that. Yeah. They were all thinned out, and then everything you see coming through that genre was. So Jacked. everyone was kind of going into the gym. That was why I was asked. I was like, what brought you in there? Because it was either movies, chasing women, money. Or, or no. just get, get in shape? or It was just, uh, I guess, just staying in shape. Because all through high school, I played basketball. Man, that's all we did. We would just play ball every day, after school, on the weekends, for school. We'd go to Ravensway. I don't even know where that's at. In the neighborhood. Mm. And play back there. Do pickup games till 2 o'clock in the morning. I mean, it was a blast. But that, I mean, I give basketball that whole credit to keep me out of trouble. I didn't, in high school, I didn't do anything that was wrong as you could say you know i didn't get any trouble just did all that so being back in the gym it just felt normal you know and then whenever i started helping people i realized i was pretty good at it and then it just man it 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 took off um hung with the wrong crowd for a little while i got i got turned up in some stuff that i shouldn't have been turned up in um avoided a lot of dangerous things where some people went to jail and i got real lucky i mean i got real lucky that i wasn't with those guys at that time um, this is after high school? This is all, yeah. I was 20, 20, 21, 19, around there. Still living, still living at the house? Or you just still living at home. Yeah, I was living at home. I moved out, I don't know, probably 2004, 2005. Got in an apartment. Um, but when I left 24-hour, I got picked out of 24-hour. There was, used to be a gym up here in Pinehurst called Tomball Fitness. I don't know if you guys knew, knew that right there, 249 Harnstore Road. It was called Tomball Fitness, and then it was called Spring Fitness. Right. Man, I jumped in with those dudes, and I opened up my little tra- my company inside that facility and just paid those dudes rent. Um, that was phenomenal. Like that was that was some of the best training years of my life, as uh, I had no one over me. I could do whatever I wanted. I could train whatever I wanted, charge all I want. And it was just it was all about me. Kind of like a free agent trainer. One hundred percent. Yeah. Like you still had to they, you still had to pay a membership to the gym. You and had to pay your own, right? Yep. Yeah, what you, you did the client. in there. Yeah, check. Yeah, and then I would come and Really? Just, they let that fly? That yeah. Was, that's cool, man. That, they do it now. They yeah. do it now. That's cool. Yeah, you just, the, the trainer pays, you know, whatever, 500, 700 bucks a month to the gym, and then whatever you make from your clients, make from your clients. It was, a, it was a cool way to make a lot of money and see that people wanted that change. And if you're good at it, man, you, you can really do really well. So explain that. What does being good at that, at that mean? That's a hard. So everyone has their own definition of success, right? So my definition of success was really easy. Uh, you would come in and you and I would just sit down for a couple hours. We would just talk. And I'd get to know you. You get to know me. Make sure we gelled. If we don't gel, we're not going to work, period. I'm not going to force anything on you. Um, so success for the client, I believe, is having that relationship with the trainer. Make sure you all work. And then I know exactly what you want to do. And then we make it work. I'm a real, I dumb everything down. People dive into working out too much and they Google stuff, how to lose weight, gain weight, whatever it is. 
it's not hard. You know, it's hard to do the work. People don't want to do it. Um, but the, the method of getting it done is not difficult. Follow a path and follow that routine and the success will happen. And you just have to know that client make a relationship. I don't have clients. I have friends. I mean, they're yeah. all, they're all, they're all super close friends of mine. Um, and just getting to know that person, man, it's, it's a blast getting to know everybody. How long have you been doing it now? 15 years. Probably better because since everybody responds differently to weights and, and everything else. And then they're all, if you get them on a routine, that's, that's what I would notice about a lot of people. They'll get on a routine from their trainer, but then they'll get back online and oh. look at other stuff. Man, the argument and I have. To incorporate yeah. it and like, look, man, it's not, it's like we're working on this one. So yeah. let's, let's work on that one. Yeah. And it's, their, it's the ability to, to tell them two weeks. That's how long it takes to get a habit or break one. Yep. And, exactly and, and in two weeks when you're when you're at the gym, your body's it's when you're the weakest, it's when you look the fattest, and everything. And it's kind of your body's way of saying, Are you sure you want to break into this new realm? Because yeah. your body's designed for this one. Right. And the minute someone goes, Man, you've been lifting or working out, it boom, it's in there. It's it, done. It's done. There's the hook. Yeah. That's that's all it takes. Yeah. Somebody be like, dude, have you been kind of doing it? And as soon as somebody else says it. Yeah. It's like you then you actually see it. It has to be spoken out into the word, yep. right? And uh, two weeks. That's all it Not takes. Not even hard weeks. No. That I mean, you're you're. you're it is hard. The stuff you do in the gym, we go in there. I was like, man, you can lift stuff like that in your house every day. It's just it's like the, the gym is is a house for us. Yep. I love it. There's, I mean, I was I've been real blessed, man. Like you know, I love the gym life. I love having the people, having the clients, doing the interaction with it. I love the helping, and then. You know, I, I don't want to skip too much. You fast forward, you go to the fireside. It all just intertwines. I mean, it's just another version of helping. And it's another version of, man, I can do this and teach these people how to help these people in just different methods. But, I mean, you're 100% right. Just two weeks. That's what I tell literally everybody. Give me two weeks, and you'll see change. You might not see body change. You're going to feel better. You're going to sleep better. You're going to feel more recovered. It's everything. I'm a certified nutritionist as well. And that is just a... Man, that's a boy. We fought that one. It's like every time we see somebody our age, it's like, man, how you? What's what's going on, man? You been in the gym? Just like, and just please don't say diet. Yeah, don't say nutrition. It's that's and that's what it is, especially at our age when everything starts shutting down. It's a hundred percent. And as soon as you can swallow that and understand, man, the sky's the limit. You just have to follow a path. You have to follow a method. The minute you veer off of it, it's gonna be tough. Uh, It's it's not the way I the way I break it down is not tough. Well, yeah, everything because everything down here is different. Yeah, I mean, there are things down here that can just eat only plants. Yeah, if you look at the animal kingdom, it's a prime example of that. That's yeah. where we're kind of based off of it. And there are things down here that only eat meat. Yep. And then there's things that eat both. Yeah. So I mean, the diet is is how you. It's like fuel in your race car. That's all. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah. that, that's the best way to say it. Like, man, if this is a race car. What do you throw in that sucker? I think society today, just because of we're so technologically advanced, people are looking for. Well, where's the where's that where's the pill? I just give me. Oh, pill. oh. You, I hope people listen to my clients. Listen, where you just I say that exact same thing. Fuel, we're a, we're a car, and food, food is our fuel. If you fuel it up with cheeseburgers, man, I don't know what to tell you. You know, if you fuel your car with water, guess what? It's not going to run. It's going to lock up. So it's the exact same thing. I love that you just said that because it's. A, I mean, I say the, the exact same thing. I mean, you come in here like imagine a, we use the analogy of, of a blade. Mm-hmm. Right, just and when you're born, you're butt naked, crying on your back. Yep. And life kind of sharpens you, and, and the people that you run into are stones. They yep. dull you, sharpen you, or polish you out, right? 
or the metaphor with the car is like, man, you, you can be a race car or a monster truck, yeah. whatever you design this sucker to be. Yeah. And then if what fuel you run it on depends is entirely on that as well. One, and man. then you can switch it. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can make it. I mean, I'm on a new thing right now, right? It's a totally changed my whole outlook of food. It's changed everything. Um, now you try to adapt. I've done them all. If I if I'm gonna put you on a program, I'm gonna do it with you. Right. If it's something that I've never done before, shit, let's do this, do this together. I want to see how it's gonna work for me too. And the only thing that works for me, and I'm different than you two, right? No one's built the same, right? It's just a mod. It's, everything is balanced. Your protein, carbs, fat, everything's balanced. And whatever pro, whatever you're trying to do, gain weight, lose muscle, whatever it is, gain muscle, you got to make those changes. And it's uh. It's a hard switch for people to, to people to turn on and off. Yeah, you need. I, I find it more advantageous not to say, "Hey, look, we're gonna we're gonna diet." It's like, "Hey, this is now your new way of life." It's a lifestyle change. Yeah, I mean, it's this, only a diet. this is how we're living. If this is all you have to eat in the house. This is what you have to eat. It's not a diet. <laughs> well, you'll. I mean, my clients will see me out and about. Right, I'm eating pizza. I mean, my I eat Oreos almost every single night. Good for you. Right. I, I do. <laughs> I, I love double sub Oreos. I mean, come on. How you, how Seriously, you, that's a thing. No, I, if they're in the pantry, you got to go after them. It's they're gone. Right. But it's just, I, it's how I do it and when I do it and how much I eat of it and where I'm at at the end of the day. I mean, it's calories in, calories out. And it's, man, I, I get so frustrated when people are like, oh, I just want a pill. Where's the pill? Where's the fat burner? What do I, what, that's all I got to take. It's not all it's right in there. It's, you get the 45 yeah. pound pill, you just shove it down. Yeah. Or, or, or walk right by it. Yeah. Or people are like, hey, look, I just don't, I don't have enough time in the day. You have time. Four o'clock in the morning. You have time. Get yeah. Your, get it's your just, ass up. It, it, if you want it or not, you know. And it's not even that long. No. No. I, the amount I of time it takes you to, to talk yourself out of it. You could have been done. Yeah, 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 exactly. And when I would get hurt too, I'd say it's time to get back to the gym. I'd literally just drive by here or walk past, walk past it. Yeah. Just getting close to it. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? You just touch the bench. Yeah, touch the, the, then eventually you walk in there and you kind of, I do one push-up. It's all I can bail out. Yep. One. Yep. And then I go back home. What else you got to do? Oh, the next I, day you nothing. go in there and do two. I always had a buddy. He's like, I can't start, I can't, I can't start working out. Why not? It's, it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Yeah, I got to wait, wait till Monday. You got to wait till Tuesday. Monday. That's every, I'll, I'll start on Monday. Why, man? Start right now. Start right now. I mean, like, literally drop down right now. We're talking about it. Hammer out many push-ups or squats. And you can say you already did it. Yep. Yeah, but that's what I love, though, man. When that light switch flicks off for those people and they see it, because it is, it's a thing. Oh yeah, it's, it's a, a thing. it's a literal switch. You yeah. can feel it. it it's uh, I, about, killing some time. I get on YouTube and watch some guys that were four hundred pounds. And oh just, yeah, they're like, hey, I, I'm just doing this for myself, yeah. and just start cutting it down, right? Mm -hmm. And literally, it feeds itself. Like you don't need that pill, no, because the pill wears off. This doesn't. So as soon as you step into it and that, that energy starts feeding, it's like him with running. I was like, man, is there, a, is there like a break or a high you get? Is, is there a switch? He's like, yeah. I was like, well, then there is for everything. Yep. It's just a, it takes And long. you won't notice that somebody else will. And then yeah, yeah, like, somebody yeah. else will. Oh, and then, yeah. then they, they kind of turn it on for you. Yeah. And then you look for it. And then once they do, you, you just go with it. We got one of our best friend's wives. She, she had twins, and she, what, she, what, I think she just kind of woke up on this. She's like, I don't like where I'm at. And, she, and it became an Maybe an addiction is the, but she is one of the most amazing looking women. Oh, dude, I've ever seen, and she's religious about it. What mm -hmm. I mean, her, her, how she eats, how she works out, and I mean, total fitness model. Look we'll at the she just, she just like, does. Right, doing something. She'll look around, and she'll be gone. 
like, where the hell is she? She's over working out or doing her thing, whatever it was. Yeah, yep. it's like a routine. Yeah, and, and so she she finally, like we were saying, she saw it, and now it's a way of life. Mm-hmm. She's like, I won't, I won't do it. If, I, if we got to fly out at 6 o'clock in the morning, I'm working out at 1. Yeah, I, I don't miss. I mean, like I said, I was in Indianapolis all last week for a fire conference. I mean, you know how that goes. Yeah. You, you finish that at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, then where do you go? Bar. It was brutal every single day. But I'd get up the next morning, and we'd go to the gym. Who with the Owls, or the Eagles, right? That's yeah, what we're supposed to do exactly. It. You got to do it that way. You so how'd, how'd you get into firefighting? Uh, um, so kind of you know, out of the gym. Like, like I said, we're in the military. My uh, godfather, I guess you could say. Uh, he was HFD. Those are real. Those are real. Yeah, they're, they're real. real. Uh, he was in HFD his entire life. So I saw that side. And I'd go to the station like you did. You know, I'd go to the station, little kid, and see him. Like, man, that's, that's, some, that's some cool stuff right there. You know, I didn't really understand it. Um, so I always had the interest in firefighting. I actually went to school for a criminal justice degree. So I was kind of just deciding what route I was going to go while I'm still in the gym. Uh, and then it just clicked, you know. Uh, I had the time. I, didn't, I never had the time to do the fire academy to do the National Registry EMS, right? You have to, do, you have to be a, a paramedic or EMT basic to, to get your cert. Um, just to be, right? Just to be one. Right, yeah, yeah. You have, to, you have to be EMT basic and, a, and you have to have your TCFP, Texas Commission Fire Protection. Right. You have to have both in order just to be a firefighter. That's still the way it is? Still the way it is. But then you have to climb to an I and a P, uh, EMT. You don't have to. Intermediate and, and uh, Yeah, you don't have to. So you can be an intermediate and you can be a paramedic, right, if you want to. Um, I mean, if you do those, I mean, you're just more marketable, right? Um, so whenever I had the time, you know, I got married, my wife was super supportive. Uh, we have kids and how many you got three, uh, she from here. Yep. High school. Uh, she went down to see King. So y'all grew up together. No, no. Where'd y'all meet? So actually I met her through a fellow client of mine. Um, mm, nice work. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. But we were, there was a, there was a volleyball court or volleyball club called Renegades right next to my gym. And she wanted me to come over there and meet these girls and train these girls and whatnot. And I saw this, this pretty hot chick sitting in the stands. Say, say real hot, extremely hot. Yeah. Smoking. She's smoking Freaking hot. Volleyball there you go. chick. We'll, we'll, we'll edit the pretty hot out. Yeah, 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 Where's the volleyball game every <laughs> yeah. day, right? Yeah. No, so go USA. <laughs> there, there she is. You know, she's, wearing, she's wearing blue jeans and a, and a red button-up shirt and boots. I'm like, man. You never hot. forget what they're wearing the first time you meet them. Nope. I won't ever. I don't forget what she's doing. She's just sitting there watching her daughter play. And I told my clients, like, hey, who's that? And we started talking. And uh, make sure you keep this in the, in the podcast. Mm. She chased me down, right? Uh, Turn it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Make sure, make sure that's in there. She, uh, she started training, and it just flourished, man. Um, I credit my wife to, uh, to saving me in a lot of different ways because I was still on a path that was really not defined. Um, when I got with her, it was just, it turned everything around. Um, she saved my life in a, in, a, in a lot of ways. So when I got with her, we got married. Uh, then I had time, right? I had time, and she said, just do it. Stop worrying about anything. Stop worrying about money. Stop worrying about bills. Just do your dream. Do what you want to do. So I would go to the gym at 5 o'clock in the morning, train from 5 a.m. to 11. I would study my TCFP book from 11 to 4. Then I would train from 4 to 7, go home and do it again. Keep, keep studying at night. Went to the fire academy in six months and then did the EMT uh, registry in six months. That's a great way you said that. Or she said it, excuse me. Because if, if you wake up in the morning and your, your worry is about money, then you, you'll always worry about it. Always. It, it, it's specifically designed for you to chase her. Yep. But if you're in your dream, 
it just shows up. Man. It's like the minute you try to ignore her, she'll come over there. And then if you're yeah. in that, it, yeah. it, it works that way because it just kind of, matter of fact, it, it goes faster. It goes faster. And it, it, when I, so when I was, I, one day I was sitting in my office, I was studying in Tomball Fire Department. I saw him roll by and they come into my gym. I'm like, man, what are they doing in here? They're doing an inspection. And uh, the lieutenant on, on shift, he's like, what are you doing? He sees me looking at all these fire books. I'm, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing all this. Like, well, come talk to me today, and we'll, we'll get you set up as a volunteer for Tomball. I'm like, what? I didn't know that was a thing, you know. So I went over there and I signed up as a volunteer for uh, Tomball, and man, it's just, it's been blowing and going ever since. I've been there for six years. I started as a volunteer and went to part timer, uh, full time firefighter. I got promoted to driver officer. I mean, driver operator, and then now it's just it's rocking and rolling. And man, it is it's crazy it, it's been phenomenal i absolutely love it what station what station are you at down in houston right now or tomball? tomball well right now i'm at station five uh which is off of telgi my home yeah. station kind of quote unquote we don't have homes man they'll balance us around they shift you around right? yeah uh but usually i'm at uh station two on uh polderith right about the tracks like the first if y'all listen out there the first time a firefighter comes to your house is not when it's on fire Make sure they get a good advantage. Yep. <laughs> I mean, have a barbecue. Hey, look, firefighters, Car- firefighters, boy, firefighters are completely different than everybody else. You see them rolling, get the hell out of their way. They're coming to save your stuff or somebody else's stuff that might be your stuff one day. Just I was talking to some young firefighters about it. I was like, man, you you know you, know, you guys are similar and dressed up uh, the way y'all operate like us. The, the only difference is who we fight, right? See, y'all actually fight an enemy that you can't talk to. Yeah. And that eats, breathes, and feeds. And you're armed with the most powerful weapon there is, water. It's your sword, mm-hmm. right? So you're going in there against the most, the most ferocious thing down here, freaking fire. Yeah. Everyone runs from that. And, uh, you know, when you, when you break it back and you look at the way you guys are set up with the teams and how you operate and you move, um, it's so similar to us. Because when we go to New York, or when we used to be able to go up to New York, we'd stay at the firehouse before we got married. You know, why is it? Oh, like, nice. Yeah, yeah, we just bounce around. That's like awesome. prostitutes. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> they would just show up like, hey, what do y'all got for dinner? You know, something yeah, like that. Yeah. They're like, come on in. They're the, they're, the, they're the best. But the cool part is, is y'all are in the same family, but the way y'all the way y'all have to fight is different. Like big city boys fight differently. They think y'all are crazy down here. Oh, yeah. I mean, they say that out loud. I've heard New York City firefighters comment yeah. on y'all down here. Like, man, y'all just do things differently. But then the same thing goes back up. Mm-hmm. Like, man, them high rises and what you guys have to continue. Yeah. Well, I mean, just that, at this conference, you know, we had, I was taking classes from guys in St. Louis. Guys in um, uh, Florida, guys in Cincinnati, Ohio, they all fight diff- fight fire different. Yeah. But the same thing that brings us all together is we fight fire. Fight, yeah, and fight, yeah. Right? yeah and yeah. There's, there's, to me, there's nothing better. You gotta let, if you concentrate solely on that, and when you run into another, it's like, that's hey, my cousin, right? Because yeah. it, it's just we got different houses. Yeah. It's a cool family. Uniform families are awesome. This is the first time I've been to a conference like this. I mean, it was thousands. It's worth going to, right? Oh, yeah. To see just all the different... It was nuts. Yeah. I mean, I, I had never experienced anything. Like, as soon as we landed in Indianapolis, I, we got in, like, we got in real late, like midnight or something, uh, Monday, Tuesday morning, and it's just immediate. They decorate... I mean, the whole town is for fire. They they shut down. And uh, it didn't matter where you are. You, oh, what's up, brother? You know, yeah, what's going on? What's your story? Where are you from? It's... Man, there's, there's, there's nothing... There's absolutely nothing like it. I've never never experienced anything like it. It was, it was it was one of the coolest things ever. I couldn't even imagine the stories that roll out of there. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah. 
The freaking store, stores yeah. that run out of that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, 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 one of the guys from St. Louis, man, his, it, uh, if I hope he hears this, but he, he was probably the coolest one that I got to see. So he's just a firefighter. He rides backwards, Chris Tobin. Um, and his class was aggressive interior firefighting, which is some people kind of hate on it, right? Uh, some people will step back a little bit from it like, ah, man, we just may readjust. Oh, man, to go in, what do you guys have to do, right? You got to go in and knock down the enemy. You got to go in and knock down the seat of that fire. Whatever it may be, you got to get there, right? Oh, they're the ones that run all the way straight to the source? Yeah, that's, no, that's, that's aggressive, right? You got to go in, you got to fight the fire, you got to find it, you got to put it out. Right? You just got to do it. Uh, but, man, he was phenomenal. He was from St. Louis. And uh, I didn't, I've, have you all ever been there? Yeah, St. Louis, yeah. Man, I've never been there. He said one out of five homes or structures are vacant. He His uh, zone is the country's uh, worst zip code, most dangerous zip code. He would just walk out, and he hears gunfire all the time, and he hears this, and he's like, Congratulations yeah. on that qual. Yeah. I, I guess, right? <laughs> right, yeah. right. You know what I mean? He, he threw that out, and it's just his class was so good because it was so passionate because everyone, I mean, mediocrity is what kills us, mm. right? And we have a lot of that right now in, in the fire service where comfort kills. You know, you, you get there, check off your truck, and you sit down and recline, you watch TV. Eh, if the tones drop, tones drop. Can't you can't do that? You know you got to pick up that nozzle. You got to pull that line every single day, right? Just so when you know that's muscle memory. So the way we train my guys on my crew, we'll go do PT for an hour, hour and a half, two hours, and then train. Yeah, right. Because that's when you're going to learn that muscle memory when you're exhausted, when you're fatigued, and you're dead. Well, that's how they train us. That's the difference. It's like they don't they won't put anything into our hand or, or t- start teaching something until they've kept us up for days, worn us down physically yeah. and mentally, yeah. and then they they put a an empty uh, weapon in, or pistol in our hand. You should feel the weight. Right. So it's all muscle memory. So the tired, the more tired you get, the better you get. Yep. All that other stuff goes away and it comes back to the basics. Yep. It's brilliant. Yeah, I, I, it's it's great. Back to basics, that's what we train. That's that's all it is. Putting out fire is not hard. You got to get there. You got to learn how to get there. You got to get there effectively and efficiently. You got to make sure the way you're getting there is somewhat safe, you know? Um, but it's... There's really nothing that beats it, man. And it, the the gym life and the transitions over to the fire life, it all just meshes so well. Uh, just because of the helping side and how I got there, um, you know, uh, it's just I've had a lot of had a lot of different routes I could have taken, and I'm glad that this is where. So I've have you ever led. been trained anybody whose house caught? Then when you went to go put out the fire, you you were in their house, looked in the kitchen, and saw that they were eating shit that they weren't supposed to. <laughs> they better hope that never happens. <laughs> Better I it it burn. Yeah, yeah. I told you, don't eat chocolate cake. <laughs> That's awesome. No, no, but it, it, it's it's been a journey. It's been fun. Yeah, because you you've hit some roadblocks along the way. Oh yeah, uh, 2009. Uh, you know, I told you, but I, I really credit my wife Carrie for doing a lot for saving me in a lot of different ways. But in 2009, man, we were I was on a path of self destruction. We were partying. Um, you know, that gym life, that's what you're going to do. You're in the gym all day, you're working out, you're training, and then you go out, you're going to party all night, you're going to come back and just redo it all over again. And that's the life I was living. We were on cross rockets, flying up and down 249, 100 miles an hour, wheelies all over the place, and just doing, you know, just being young and dumb. Um, that's when I got involved with some people I shouldn't have been involved with. Uh, it doesn't matter who you are. You know, people always ask, well, you do steroids, you do all that stuff. If the person says, no, man, they're, they're, they're lying. They just don't, don't want to tell you the truth. You get involved in that for a little while, and you get wrapped up into that game. 
Uh, and I was there. And it was really, I mean, you got to make that, you got to figure out which way you're going to go. Because if you go to the right with those guys, it's going to jack you up. If you go to the left, you can get more messed up. So you got to get out of both those directions, keep going straight, find your own path. Um, but in 2009, I was there. And if I, you know, if this didn't happen to me, I, I really don't know where I, I pretty much can guarantee I wouldn't be here talking to y'all. Uh, I was on my, I was on my bike at a CBR 1000. We just finished putting a full exhaust system on it. And I never rode without a helmet at minimum. Um, thank you. Yeah. I know I, at minimum I had a helmet on. Um, but I wanted to hop on, but we was about 15 of us about to go ride. It was 10 o'clock on a Friday night. I was like, ah, I couldn't wait. I was like, I'll be right back. I'm going to hop on real fast. I just want to hear it. I'm going to ride down the street. I'll be right back. Give me two minutes, guys. Y'all get dressed. I was wearing a tank top, no helmet, shorts. And it was in Tomball on Willow Street in 2920. So I came out on Willow, hit 2920 right there by Concordia, made a little U-turn to come out to the house, and a green four-door Honda Civic turned in front of me. I'll never forget it. Green four-door Honda Civic turned in front of me. No big deal. And I was, by, I was in first gear, and they brake-checked me as I was going. I was leaning to make my right-hand turn. So when they brake-checked me, I veered back over and just pinned it so I wouldn't hit them. And the last thing I saw was a road sign saying left or right. The road dead-ended. I didn't know it. So I hit that ditch. So they were brake-checking because of that, not because they were jagging with you? No, they were jagging with me. Oh, they were jagging with me. Uh, I found that out here in a second. I, hit, I, saw, I flew by my, my boy's house, right, where all my friends were at. Um, so I flew by, they said they heard me just scream by and then dead silence. So I hit the ditch. Uh, the cops estimated I was going over a hundred. I flew through, uh, full woods, a privacy fence and a barbed wire fence landed. Nice work. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. I don't remember the impact. Uh, I hit, I stood up and I walked out and then I collapsed on the ditch and then all, all and I remember that green four-door Honda Civic. If you're out there, I still remember that car. <laughs> uh, I wish I remember the license plate. They stopped, looked, and left. Because I'm pretty sure they left. They saw all my, my whole crew running down after me. And uh, I'm laying on my right side in the ditch. And my buddy Adam, he's, uh, he's one of the owners with me in, in my business. Uh, Adam Service, phenomenal guy, best friend since, uh, since high school. He comes running up to me, and all I'm asking is, like, dude, how's my bike? Because like, I just did all this work to it. I'm like, how's my bike? He's like, well, there's your front wheels over there. Handlebars over there. I mean, it was destroyed. So did you hit the curb? So I hit the ditch, you know, it went down like that. Oh, check, yeah. I just hit the ditch straight on. Uh, and I did what you're not supposed to do, right? I slammed on my rear brake and then sat up. I, like, I didn't even touch my handlebars. And that bike stayed perfectly straight, which – that doesn't that doesn't happen. It'll start squirming all over the place, yeah. and uh, that's how they estimate my speed from my skid mark. So I'm laying on my side there, and I'm just I don't want to know how my bike is. I'm not really in pain. I just want to know how my bike is. And it's trashed. So uh, medics get there, and they can't roll me over. They go to roll me over, and I'm swinging. I don't know what's going on on my left side, but it is wrecked. Right. So they decide not to roll me over. They put me on the bat board on my right side. They put me in the box. And lay, I'm laying there and I'm talking to the guy. I said, hey, man, put my arm down, my left arm. I said, why is my arm up? He's like, it's not up, man. Your humerus is just broken. My humerus just snapped clean. But I felt like my arm was up. I'm like, all right. Well, I guess, I might, I guess that's where the pain is. I don't know. 
and uh, I shattered my left hip. It was a spider web. There was chunks missing out of it. Um, so I was in the hospital for 14 days that time. I went in weighing 255. I came out weighing 197. Yeah. <laughs> Good weight loss program. Yeah, you yeah. got a great diet in yeah, there. Yeah, don't do that to lose weight. Great diet. Uh, yeah, it it was tough. I got a crash. But luckily, diet. you were in, yeah, literally. That's literally. a crash <laughs> diet. The shape you were in probably saved your life. The doctor said that he's like, man, the size you are, you were able to take that yeah, impact. Yeah, 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 you know. I've heard that numerous times, and guys. So let this be a lesson to you too. If you ever find yourself on a crotch rocket with a tank top, no helmet, and shorts, that's a setup. That's a setup. When I was working in the ERs, a lot of them guys would show up tank top, shorts, no helmet. The setup, man. There's uh, your sign. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and then when that happened, I sat, I mean, probably the first two days in the hospital, it was angry. You know, it was just pure anger. Like, why me? Why, why am I doing this? Why am I going through this? What did I do to deserve this? Um, and then, unfortunately, that crew I hung out with, they visited like the first three days, maybe four days. And then they filtered off, right? Realized they're not true people, uh, except my boy Adam. He was there every day. Um, so I had to, I, it sucked, man. It sucked knowing that I thought we're friends. And we're friends. They were just, I was just part of that group that did all this stuff together. So when I got over that self-depression and anger and pissed off at the world, doctor told me I'd never work out again. I might not ever walk again. Um, I have six plates and 32 screws in my left hip. Wait. Uh, and then I had a rod on my humerus. Uh, and I was like, man, nah, dude. Like, you, don't, you don't tell anybody that. You don't tell me you're not going to walk again. You know, I'm, I, I will be working out again. He told me to go home, sit in a recliner, and not move. So I went home, sat in a recliner, and rehabbed day one. Um, I was out of the wheelchair in seven weeks, went to crutches, and I was walking. It's almost like, man, Doc, you shouldn't be able to tell somebody that. Like right after their injury, when they're walking in, he's like doing the chart thing. He's like, it's probably a pretty good chance you're not going to walk in. We've heard that so many times. Like, you're not going to live. Mm -hmm. Why don't we do, don't put that out? In the don't beginning? put that out there, man. At what all. what, what can that, you that do? Even, yeah. yeah. Why don't we just see what happens? Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Um, and they were, they were shocked every time I went back from my update, you know, they're like, how, what are you doing? So I'm doing everything you told me not to do, man. I'm rehabbing. I'm sitting in the recliner doing simple raises, moving my hip. I couldn't move my leg for like six weeks. So because I have all the metal. So I've had there, sir. Yeah. Ex external fixator. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Humorous and hip. Yes. That's a good yeah. full bennies. It, it was brutal. That was a good one. Yeah. It was a good one. Um, I was lucky with my arm. It was just a clean snap. Um, Cause those you just put in a sling, right? They didn't even put me in a sling. They they, they, they just... put the rod in. It was gnarly. I had screws up on the bottom and on the top, on the top and the bottom. Um, my arm wasn't that. I really wasn't that concerned about my arm. Yeah. I knew that would come back. Oh. I was concerned about mobility and my movement on my legs and my hip and my flexibility. Um, yeah, the hips no joke, man. Hips, hips like no joke. Hurt. I you use your hip for everything. Everything. <laughs> I, even I didn't when you're realize laying, that. Even, you even, even when you're laying down. You don't really know. It's like yeah. your knuckles too, right? You don't know how much you hit them things yeah. normally until you get a scratch on it. And yeah. And you're bumping into everything. Same thing. With it's nuts. Hip, ribs, that whole. Try getting out of bed. You can't. You're not supposed oh, to activate your hip. Buddy, my, my injury, hip injury showed up when I was asleep. Yeah. And I tried to roll over and went to the bathroom by myself and started crying. <laughs> Laying down, you yeah. know, trying to get out of bed. Mom, my wife had to come over and get me out of bed. That's yeah. miserable. That was the worst, man. Worse than that. Back. Pull your ass and, out of bed. Oh well, at that time it was my parents. You know, I was I was I was lucky enough. I mean, I, I, like I said, in 2009, I put my parents through through the ringer. I went to jail. Uh, I was in Harris County for 70, 72 hours. Uh, Great place to be. Oh, I took man. a tour. 
That you took fun. a tour. I took a tour. I did. I mean, I, I didn't go into jail. I mean, I took a tour of the jail. Yeah, it, it, that's that's what that is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it was that. I wasn't thing. wearing oranges or yellow. <laughs> that sucked. Uh, but you know, I, I that that was a breaking moment for myself to figure out who I am. Oh, there you go, man. That's a secret fact, right? Like that's you're not born a leader. You got to be one. You're made into one. I sat there and I'm like, there's no way I'm letting this gonna beat me. Um, and I didn't. I was back in the gym probably, I think, uh, like 13 months later. And then I had this little ball show up my arm. Uh, Dr. Siddiqui, wherever you're at, did a horrible job. He's, he's a guy. <laughs> oh, you got, got a Frankenstein got a hold of you? Yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, he wrecked me. Uh, went in, had a ball in my arm. He was like, no, you're okay, man. You're just back to working out. And I'm like, no, nah, man, this is, like, I've got feverish. And this, is, this is staff, bro. This, this is a quado. Yeah. He, he sent me home. Two days later, I call his office. He's MIA. He's gone. Mexico, right? Yeah. So I had to find another doctor. I can't remember his name, how I went to him, Willowbrook. Uh, went in like at noon on a Tuesday. He's like, man, you eating yet? I'm like, yeah, of course. And why? Because you need surgery today. So all right. So I was back in the hospital for seven days for the staff to heal. Then they pulled the rod out of my humerus. Um, which wasn't funny. Which wasn't funny, no. Not no. at all. Really, I was pissed, man. So I was in there, and I, and I told them. I was like, man, this won't How do you heal. pull a rod out if you got to re-break it, right? I don't know what they did. I have no idea what oh, they did. That is the weird. When they pull those rods out of your bone, <laughs> yeah. I was like, when they hit me the first time, I was like, don't ever, ever yeah. do that again. <laughs> I, I don't know how they did it. But I'm sitting there. They went in. They cleaned it right. They're like, we're going to give you a couple of days in here to see if your staff will heal. I said, well, it won't heal with foreign object in my, in, around that area. Right, because I've been I've been training, I've been studying, I've been doing all that stuff for a couple of years now, and I knew I'm like, it's not gonna heal. So they kept me in the hospital for seven days, and then on the seventh day they took out the rod, and guess what? Staff went away. So I went home, had a rehab from that again, uh, and then you know that was another moment. It's like, man, wh which way am I gonna go? Am I gonna fall off? Am I gonna fail? I'm just gonna say screw this. I'm just gonna give up. And I didn't give up. Just kept going and kept pushing through. That was. That was 2007 with the humorous and all that stuff. And then when that happened, I just I put the pedal to the metal and decided to change my life completely because that, that wreck changed everything about me. Uh, I mean, I fully, I would not be here if that didn't happen. So you jumped on a crotch rocket all the way to the bottom of your rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah, I, that was rock bottom. Everyone's, rock everyone's, bottom. everyone's rock bottom is different too. Well, yeah, absolutely. Everyone's is different. So it's like when you come around, and that's the thing too. You know, mm -hmm. you turn around, and like, all right, which direction do we need to go? You either had right or left. You took straight. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was sucked, man. You you realize you don't have friends, right? The people that I thought were my was my crew, they weren't my crew, man. Adam, he was he was the only one. He was the only one that would come to my parents' house all the time just to hang out, just watch TV. I'd be pissed off if he'd show up on his bike. <laughs> you know, I'm like, dude, what a jerk. <laughs> Drive your car here, man. Like you That's actually work. a funny joke. Yeah, I, it was <laughs> it was pretty good. It's funny now. Yeah, it's funny now. I wasn't laughing at the time. Uh, but he was the only so one who was there. Did you talk to those guys, any of them guys from your crew? Nope. At all? Nope. I, I don't even know where they're at. Oh. You know? Uh, they don't live? Oh, I... But they still live here. They still live here, but I don't, I don't talk to them. I mainly don't talk to them because they're not solid folks. You know, the true colors came out. They're they're doing the things that I that I don't believe in that, that my to my my core I, I just don't I don't I don't do. I have a very small circle. My circle is unbreakable. Um, Adam, Andre, and my wife. 
And I've got some really close guys at the station from HFD and Tom Ball as well. But oh, dude's going to the fight with you and die every day. Mm-hmm. They're there forever. Yep. Oh yeah. Even if they're not your friends. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> you know like in yeah. the team, sometimes we're like, do you hang out with him? I'm like, no, not outside of work. We just different paths. Right. But then you, when you bring us into the huddle, it's we're all. Yep. And yeah, that's a good point. Because there's guys at the station, right? You're like, ah, man, outside of work, we don't really kick it. But when we're on that pumper together. Well, man, it's me and you. Man, I'll die I'll for die you. Die for him. Yeah. I'll, I'll do whatever we got to do. You're here for them. Yep. Not for yourself. Yep. Like when we when we throw that on there, it switches. Mm-hmm. That's the coolest part about being in that community is you walk around and you see somebody in the uniform, it's their willingness to die for, to, to put out for somebody else. Yeah. Not necessarily die every time, but that's just on that's the that's the hard yeah. stop right there, right? Yeah, it's, it's on a number in there somewhere. Yeah. Possibility yeah. of yeah. dying. You take that oath, and you better take that oath serious. And you can tell the people who do and the people who don't. I mean, we all know, right? There's t shirt firefighters, there's people who just want that shirt. Well, it'll get tested. Yeah. Oh, it I love it when it gets tested. And I love when those people get shown. You know, like man, you're not you're not here for the. It doesn't make reason. a bad person. They not just don't need to be there. Not at all. They we just say want, that in our community all the time. Mm-hmm. They want that uniform. Go get the free food, free drinks, whatever it may be. Yeah, that's not that's that's not how that's not how it is. Um, a lot of people are fascinated with the idea of what a, a, what oh, a yeah. firefighter is, but the actual job yeah. is terrible. Yeah, it's hot. It's miserable. Well, that's the, I mean, that's the that's the drive toward that's the sexiness when everyone oh. when you look at something that you can't do or that you wouldn't even fathom doing. Yeah. It's like the fascination with gangsters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a hard ass life, man. Yeah. But everybody kind of tips to that. Yeah. Don't be a hell's angel. I'm all right. I'm all right. But after after '09, it was just full. It was full full bore. Because uh, now you're a business owner. Yep. Uh, Two businesses. So I, right? I own the, you're uh, a pillar of our community. I try, I try. <laughs> uh, yeah, I own the gym and I own fire. I started 48 straight. Uh, the Sullivan Company really geared towards first responders. Um, again, an instance that happened to me. Uh, I was taking pre-workout. I was doing my thing, and man, I was having some insane workouts. Come to find out, I popped a. I, we we get randos right all the time, random UA all the time, and uh, popped a false positive for methamphetamine. Clearly, I'm not a meth user, right? So we do the you don't studies. Fit the, you don't fit the mold. What was no. that? Uh, yeah, right, right, right. Top fuel dragsters and the other. Yeah. Two, two different races. Two different races. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, man. What, like, what was that stuff that that was in? DMH3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I won't say the name, but uh, there was a company. I mean, a lot of them have it, right? Because FDA doesn't regulate. No, no. So until someone. And people don't know that. I mean, I spread the that word. The supplement company, that, 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 a lot of guys got hit on that yeah it's because it's in if all you gotta do is look at the nutrition label and if there's a proprietary blend you better be careful you know, if there's a proprietary blend you don't know what's in that so uh man there was a study i, I got i got dragged through the hot coals and i had to I, we had to figure out what was going on found out as my pre-workout and i was cleared and everything was fine but man, it pissed me off you know it's like i i didn't even know and here i am putting methamphetamine in my body so that was a turning point for me. I, I need to do something better for my community as first responders, fire, police, military, whatever it may be, and just the general public. Um, so then that's kind of how 48 Straight evolved. The name is 48 Straight, and it's from my shift. I work 48 hours straight. So it just kind of rolled off the tongue. It's pretty good, actually. You know? And then, uh, man, it took about two years, R&D. I went through five different manufacturers, and they all wanted to do a proprietary blend. Like, dude, no, I'm telling you right now, I'm not doing it. 
Uh, you just here's the here's my ingredients. My wife and I, my really my wife, she sat down and she built. I said, this is what I want my pre like. I want my my BCAs like, and this is what I want in them. Figure it out. And she did a phenomenal job. Uh, she built all of them. We sent them off to manufacturers, and they all wanted to kind of you know put their own twist on it. Um, they're proprietary billing. They're proprietary billing. So I found one that's my company I have now. Man, hands down, it's phenomenal. They're local. They're in Spring, Texas. It's usually the way it works. Yep. They're all, they are eight minutes from my gym. Hmm. Uh, People think the big manufacturing, that is, man, but just think, that's not a human, that's, a lot can go into that when it's small and it's, oh, and you know, right? And then you can go back, talk to them. Yeah. Like, hey, look, what's up? Yep. I, man, the fact that I can go right down the road, like, bro, what are you doing? Right. Where's this, this, and this? What's going on? Is, is, is you really can't that's touch key. it. That's key. Huge. As big as things are getting, you kind of get out of touch with that. Yeah. Well, there, you the, become the a number. The, like the small town groceries and all that stuff came up in the first place is because when you keep it simple around you, then everything moves actually faster. Yeah, yeah, a lot faster. Yeah, uh, they're man, they're they knocked it out of the park. Uh, What's the name of the company? Uh, Master Blends, Master Blends. Yeah, it's in uh, spring. spring. Well, they're moving now, which kind of sucks, but it's great for them. They're they're uh, they're going good for them, but yeah, good for them. But I'm a little mad at you. Yeah, uh, they're going to like a fifty thousand square foot facility. You know, they're they're blowing way up. Way to go! You got big. Yeah, way to be successful. <laughs> Great uh, job. But you know, I, I'm you know, I'm locked in with them. Man, they 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 are hands down phenomenal. Um, the flavoring our stuff there, so that's their biggest thing is flavoring. Because if it doesn't taste good, you're not gonna drink it. You're not gonna eat it. You know? It's back in. The- just in the early 90s, when oh, it tasted like... Oh, down a protein shake. Yeah, like, choking man, down. I don't know if I yeah. Yeah. So gnarly. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, but, man, they, they, they have done a great job. Um, and their whole facility is FDA regulated. So all my That's stuff cool. is ex- extreme. It's 99. That's huge, man. I mean, I fell into it. That's huge. I fell into it. That's the biggest thing I push, is that we're FDA regulated. That company, Master Blends, is FDA regulated. So they have to meet the requirements. That's huge. All my products go through six different tests. And then, man, they, the, my next line that's coming out, we're doing a uh, YouTube video, Andrew. Uh, with, uh, we're going to film how they do it and like, go through the whole process and so people can see how our stuff is made. Um, yeah, we're one of few that have an FDA-regulated product. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that was my biggest thing. I was... Uh... It's funny you should say that proprietary, but I take that um, fruit and vegetable supplements, the yep. natural era. Did you see on Fox News? Yeah. On TV all the time? Yeah. It smells good, too. As soon as you pop that thing, it smells like fruit and vegetables. Yeah. But they have a proprietary blend, though. Yeah, I've got some greens. I've got greens. Do you? Oh, yeah. I've got Where green. Where in my bag right here, I brought you some. Oh, that's nice. I was about to call it. Uh, 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 that's good shit. That's okay because I got some stuff for you too. Yeah, I've got greens. <laughs> I've got greens that'll 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 really? blow you away. All right, cool. That's cool then. Yeah, no that's cool. Then. It's crazy. Uh, don't smell them. This, yeah, that's that true. Kinda. It's nuts. You mix it. I mean, it's green. It's green, green, green. green, green. <laughs> and you mix it. You're like, man, there's no way it's gonna taste good. And you smell it like, oh, I can't drink it. I mean, it smells bad, but it tastes good. So drink through a straw. No. I drink So I drink my greens on the way to the gym every morning when I'm going to train. I just drink it with cold water. Before other companies, I'd have to just pull my nose and pray. Go to town. That, that I don't throw <laughs> up. Yeah. Catch up. Well, man, it, and that, that's all credit to Master Blends. 
They have, and it's spectra, so everything in it's natural, is no sucralose. They truly are a master blenders. That's like a like a beer meister, or not a meister, but a master brewer. Master brewer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Technique time goes into doing that. Oh, yeah. To get that yeah. right, and to get that approval is huge. Yep. A lot of people overlooked that, or if you didn't know that a lot of the supplement stuff like that's... Yeah. You know, uh, what's in that shit. Does your pre-workout make you rage and shake? Nope. No, it doesn't have any niacin. It has beta alanine. People think beta alanine is a bad thing. Beta alanine is amazing. Niacin is what makes your skin crawl and you burn, you itch, get all that. What I just said yesterday, I was just about to work out. I drank my pre-workout. I'm sitting there, kind of let it kick in. Tones drop for a fire. Man, if I was on that other pre-workout that had methamphetamine, tones drop for a fire, man, I'm jacked. Yeah. My heart rates through the roof. That's the worst thing you can do going to fires. Elevate your heart rate. Yeah, elevate your heart rate. So I, I designed that pre for that specific reason. Um, it's been pretty amazing, man, the stories. We have a lot of ambassadors out throughout, all throughout the country. We've gone through trade shows. Uh, we've, we've made a pretty good name. It's, it's been super humbling, and, and it, it's, pretty, it's pretty wild. Great marketing, though. That's cool. Yeah, it's... Try it out. 48th Street. That's good. So how can people... I mean, fine. You get to this stuff. Yeah. Well, we're, well, let's let's. Where are we now? And then we'll we'll plug everything. We're forty eight. Yeah. You, your life, your wife, your kids. Oh man. Yeah. Where's she at? She. Keep I know. Hearing about her, hey, man. call. I know. Call her out. What's up? Call, call her out. Where you are you? I told you her. You live right down the road. I know. I, t- I told her. I was like, "You gonna come?" She's like, "No, you go. You go." Uh, but that's my wife, man. Did she think it was dangerous out here? She probably thought it was dangerous. See you first. <laughs> she did actually. I'm not going out there. Uh, there are women out here somewhere, somewhere, somewhere. She, uh, but that's, that's just her mentality, man. She doesn't want anything on her. She just stays in the, she stays in the shadows and she just lets me rock and roll. But I mean, she, she's my backbone. Uh, you know, we have a daughter who's in a and M. Congratulations. Yeah. She went to tech, found out that cocaine was everywhere in Texas tech, freaked her out like crazy. Um, came home. She hated it. She's a homebody. She hated being seven hours away, so now she's at A&M, going on her second year, third year out there. Loves it, right? Loves it. Yeah. Loves it. Yeah. She's a great she's phenomenal. Well, great school. Man, since the road, road opened up over here, too, you can get there like 30 minutes now. Third, 35. Is that what it is? To her condo. I haven't driven it yet, but I heard that. That's it's true? insane. I didn't believe it. Yeah, so no, we have got to go all the way around through yeah. Hempstead and up to on 6. You just cruise, man. So she's in A&M. Then we have another daughter who's uh, in Huntsville, just working, doing, doing her thing. She a Bearcat or is she just up there working? Just up there working. That's our stomping ground. Where's she work? Uh, she's a bartender. I can't remember the bar's name. Please don't say the Jelly Fox. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I know better. No, no, no. Hey, I know wait. better. What's her with the Fox? No. I just, it's not, not the Fox we grew up in. No, no. It'll always. I got then, mad uh, respect for the Fox. We got a nine-year-old little boy, man, that's. <laughs> There's only two bars in the damn town. I know. Right? No, she's at some little, some little bitty. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good way. But, yeah, and then uh, nine-year-old son Gavin. That's my, that's my little man. He's uh, that's that great age right there. I want, he's ten. This it's nuts. It's yeah. Like they can talk to you. Oh, uh, he's a little man. Yeah. He's that's what I was just about to say, like, a, like yeah. a, a little man just sitting there looking at you, got the everything going on, yeah. emotions. And the, well, I'm like, how do you even know how to say that? How do you, right. How do you even know how to put that sentence together? So mine dropped one on me the other day. I, we were talking about some show. He was like, it was very satisfying. I was like, 
Knowing the word to interject it in the conversation is one thing, but the the emotion that goes along with the word. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, so, so explain what satisfying. He's like, you know, I just felt real good and happy, and at the end, my mood kind of changed. I was like, that's satisfying. <laughs> yep. Dang it, you I got it right. I remember having that kind of uh, <laughs> yeah intuitiveness. Yeah. Hey. I'm, gonna you, I'm gonna put you on the spot. What's your uh, what's your piece of never quit advice? Piece of never quit advice. There's so much, man. It's just willpower and willpower. You 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 have to do it, right? Like I said I said a minute ago mediocrity is killing everything, and I used to be that guy of saying, "Man, when's it my turn? When's it my turn? When's my when's my shit gonna come pick me up to take me over here to success to success land?" Right? You got to build that ship. If you don't build that ship, you're gonna sink in whatever you're trying to do. Um, I've never had any help from anybody. Everything I've done has been on my own. Um, everything and the mistakes i've made have only made me stronger and i realize it you said earlier right you make a mistake if you don't learn from it man what's the definition of uh insane that doing the same thing over and over again so you make a mistake you learn from it you move on and that's all i've done i mean i've made some horrific mistakes in my life i've done a lot of things i shouldn't have done um but i've come to it i've opened it up about it and i've talked about it and i've worked my way through it you just there is no option to stop there is no option to give up um a lot of people credit my my work ethic i don't know a lot of people who work harder than i do trying to accomplish what i want to accomplish uh, I, I just i'll never stop just why i mean maybe simple terms man willpower keep going um you hit that rock bottom good all right now you know what it feels like you don't be back there again do whatever you got to do to crawl out of that hole. Mm-hmm. But never forget that you're, you're at the bottom of the hole with everything that you've learned. Mm-hmm. So think about it like that. If everything's away from you starting there, then you're going from there. Yep. Right? And it's kind of like all of us have to go through that perpetual life cycle. The the, the merry-go-round. Right? Yeah. Highs, lows, ups, and downs. Yeah. And we, we talk about if, if life's the roller coaster, we're all on the same track. Yep. We're just in different cars. Yeah. Some people like to sit in that front car. And they like to see the ride up the top of the mountain. They like the, the drop, seeing all yeah. that. Some people like to sit in the middle. And some people like to sit in the back and get jerked around their whole life. Yep. That's just fun for them. Yeah. If you remove any one of those carts, man, the train won't run. Because we're all, we're all here. And it, it is, man. It's that, that the willing, work hard, your work ethic. That's what ours is. Yeah. I, my, like work harder than everybody else. Because it's only, it's, it's like waiting for my ship to come in, this, that, and the other. I, 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 it's different if you see what you're going after and that you know that time is just the regulator. Mm-hmm. Like, don't that, be in- that's the most disadvantageous thing we have, right? It's time. We can't get it back. So why waste it? Why do something that's not going to propel you in the direction you want to be going? Um, I mean, I, David Goggins, man, I love that dude. That guy just, you, you can't, you cannot be fired up when listening to that guy, <laughs> right? He, he makes you angry sometimes. Um, but I listened to his stuff and I was like, man, dude, this dude's got a story. Like, come on. He's like, got one. You got a great story. Um, and I've a lot of his stuff, man, I take to heart. Like, no one cares. No one cares, right? If only what you're going to do is what's going to matter to you. No one cares how hard you work. Everyone on the outside is like, oh, man, lucky him, right? You got it. You made it now. No, you don't have no idea what I put on that backstory to make this work. Yeah, lucky. It sucks. You hear somebody call you that. Like, what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's tough, man. But you, no matter what, you just got to keep going. 
That's period. Amen. Yeah. Want to plug them? Yeah. How can people support you? Why don't you drop your social media channels, your website, all that fun stuff? Yeah. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Simple 48 Straight. Uh, same thing on Instagram, 48 Straight. Nothing special on there. Website, 48straight.com. Um, all my personal information is on there. You can DM me, text me, phone call, whatever whatever you need to do. I'm right there 24-7. And that's 48 S-T-R the, and the number, number eight. eight. That's right. Perfect. 48 Straight. Badass, bro. Appreciate it. Oh, man. It's been an honor. It's been amazing. Hey, John, thanks so much for being with us, man. Hey, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the show. If you liked it, share it with a friend. You can do that by sharing it on any platform, social media, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, you can listen to it. Make sure you check out our latest episode and all the other episodes. We have over 200 episodes, great interviews, great content. Tell us which one's your favorite one. And if you haven't already, make sure you're following us on social media, teamneverquit.com slash social and patreon.com slash teamneverquit for exclusive access to the show. We'll see you guys next week. 